0: You're listening to The One Room With A View Show with Christopher Preston and Dan Orton. Hello and welcome to The One Room With A View Show with myself, Christopher Preston, and joining me is Dangerous Dan Orton. Mothers, lock up your daughters. Welcome, Dan. Thank you, Chris, for that charming <laughs> introduction. Well, you were the Reverend, weren't you, last time? Yes. I wanted to show a spicier side of you. Mm. Yeah. And you've,
1: how many of these have you got planned in advance?
0: You've... I have... Th- so I've done this one, and yeah. I have next week's one, because yeah. as we will um, tell you in housekeeping, the next episode is quite a big special one. Yes. We've got some treats planned. Yes. I can't wait for the next podcast. Yeah, so I thought it was only right... This the, is just filler. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I wish we hadn't come in. <laughs> uh, but I thought, seeing as we've got some treats coming next week, uh, I would treat you to a, quite a special one next week. So that's something to look forward I to. I literally cannot wait. Talking of things to look forward to, what can the audience, our listener, look forward to tonight, Dan? Yes, right. Well, contrary to what I just said about this episode being filler, <laughs> it's not. It's, it's really, anything but. It's a really good episode. We are looking
1: at the um, the, the, the creative genius of, of renowned Japanese animator uh, Hayao Miyazaki, um, who I think even if you don't know his name, you'll know his films. He is Certainly. the man behind Studio Ghibli. Yeah, um, you know, the, the Godfather of Studio Ghibli. <laughs> the Godfather of Studio Ghibli, with films like um, Hal's Moving Castle*, *Ponyo*, um, *My Neighbor Totoro*. All and those. The ones. two films. We'll the two, be two films, films we're talking tonight. about tonight, which are um, the, his his swan song, his last his last film. He has said and he, I mean this is like I think the third or fourth time he's retired <laughs> yeah but yeah. he says he's he's definitely retiring this time um and that is the wind rises which uh came out last year I think um in Japan
0: It did yeah it's taken uh, a while to come yeah, out we've only
1: just got it it was it was nominated for this uh for the academy awards just gone um, lost out to Frozen mm. I, yep uh but it's now released over here um and yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. The other film, our some film old, is Spirited Away uh, from two thousand and one. Well, that's the Japanese release. Two thousand and two for
0: the uh, international, Western, yeah, Western release. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, that's what's coming up for some film old, some film new. So big, Dan. You know, yes.
0: Studio Ghibli, huge titan. Of and similar. we've not
1: done anything about Studio Ghibli before. Certainly not. Um, which is a shame, and
0: and it's and something we're going to rectify this yeah. evening.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going. I really look forward to chatting about these films uh, and and indeed his work. Uh, uh, Miyazaki's work, in, in general. general, and then you are going to be telling us about uh, the original Godzilla, the original Godzilla, the right. very original one. That's right, from 1954. Yeah, yeah. So keeping with the, ju- the Japanese theme, <laughs> and that's—I mean—that's kind of, uh, in a way, celebrating the release of the new Godzilla film.
0: Of course, yeah, which is out um, uh, this week, isn't yes, it? Yeah. Yes, yes,
1: which out this week. Gareth Edwards directed, um, which has had some interesting reviews so far. We'll save that one for another day. Hmm. We're looking at the uh, The original, the the one and only. Um, And then
0: I'm doing another (laughs) NetPix. I can't wait. The only jingle you're allowed to do. Actually, no, you've been upgraded to another one shared with me. Yes, I share one with you. But this is is your
1: solo entry into the jingle (laughs) canon. Um, And, yeah, it's an interesting one this week. Okay. I'm not going to be as um, over-enthusiastic as I was the last time I did one with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. This one uh, I'm going to take a more measured tone. This is a film? It is a film. So and it, looks- it is one that um, I think everyone should at least consider taking a look at. <laughs> a ringing endorsement. It's not a masterpiece. And- but you will wait and see. Um, yeah, and that kind
0: of rounds up the show. Yeah, uh, and, and then, then we'll some treats to uh, kind of tease. Yes, in and then I'm going to house tell you all about
1: the next podcast, which, I mean, is possibly the highlight of my year. Yeah, life, I was going to say. <laughs> but, yeah.
0: Shall we crack on? Yes, let's. Some film old Some film new Thank you, Chris. Oh, he sounded like he was dying, the older one today, He's didn't getting he? On a bit, it's isn't been he? a long day. It's been a very <laughs> long day. Right, Dan, let's do it.
1: Yes. So
0: the wind rises. Mm, right, and we're <laughs> companioning that we I don't know if companioning, companioning. has ever been a word, but <laughs> yes. we're gonna mirror that with yeah. Studio Ghibli's. I mean it is I think it's the most acclaimed. It is um, I, I would say the most synonymous, but I, I, I can't really put it above Totoro. Really, Totoro is very good. Yeah. Collect, Spirited Away is, is seen by many people
1: in, in the know mm. in the industry as the best animated film of all ever. time. Yeah, really, bar, bar none. Okay, um, That's which is interesting. And, and you statement. have to say, you have to say sort of straight off the bat that I mean, uh, Miyazaki's animation style and his
0: way of storytelling is I think um, unparalleled. It's just pure imagination. For me, what, what watching any of his films, uh, and I include both of these, the films that we're going to speak about this evening in, the, in this statement, is that it's like someone's literally put a tunnel or a, or a uh, kind of an IV <laughs> from his imagination straight onto the screen, particularly with Spirited Away. Yes. Uh, I think that we should do plots very quickly, Dan, if you yes, want to tell us a little bit about so Spirited Away.
1: Spirited Away uh, follows the, um, the story of a young girl um, who is travelling to a new home with her parents. She's not particularly keen on the idea of moving. They take a wrong turn and end up accidentally in a spirit world, mm. as you do.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's happened to me many times. Yes, yes, yes. Um, well, that's why they, the podcast was slightly later than I was in Narnia. Yes, I was going to say, we got to start. <laughs> I was in Narnia for three and a half years. That's <laughs> why... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they didn't crown him king No, no, no But that's why the, the gentleman in the jingle is much older It's a much older version yes. Because, you know, like You're the very go- much, in my opinion, you're very much a Mr. Tumnus figure I think. <laughs> Yeah, if only in the right, leg Right region. down to the goat legs <laughs> Yeah, well, I take after um. my father, Satan, in that regard <laughs> Sorry Anyway, let's
1: focus Sorry, yeah, yeah, we digress yeah. They get trapped uh, they, 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 visit, they, get a, they end up inadvertently in a spirit world And then they're trapped uh, and she must uh, find her way out. She she's, she's uh, she comes across this um, this bathhouse, spirit world bathhouse, mm. um, run by uh, the spirit uh, the bathhouse witch, mm. um, who's this sort of grotesque, wonderfully animated grotesque drawing. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, and then it, uh, the story basically goes from there. I don't want to. I mean, if no one's seen it yet, it, it really. There's nothing I can say that properly would describe the
0: And some of the sequences, if you were to vocalise them, people would think you were mental, wouldn't they? I was
1: going to say, I, I want to stop now before I'm sort of carted yeah. away. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Young Girl, Spirit World, we'll talk about the themes of that later once you've gone over the plot of The Wind Sp- Rises. And, yeah. and I mean, the themes of it are perhaps more important indeed than the, the plot in, the itself, mm. I think. But.
0: Well the wind rises which came out in cinemas uh, last week at the time of recording and should be by the time of listening as well it's a biopic of sorts a kind of Tiny quite fictionalized yeah, <laughs> a fictionalized kind of um I would say disneyfied but I suppose it's jibblified uh, in this <laughs> uh, in this sense of uh, and now I, I want to put a disclaimer out and forgive anyone who actually knows the correct pronunciations of these Japanese names. Dan and I don't. We have I was going to say, on before Wikipedia.
1: recording, <laughs> we, we were stressing over, we were looking at the pronunciation guides yeah. and everything. So. so these
0: are our best efforts. There is nothing um, untoward going on in these pronunciations. <laughs> but we believe it's of Jiro Horikoshi, yes. who uh, was an engineer in the Second World War who um, designed one of the most recognisable Japanese uh, planes, the Mitsubishi um, A6M Zero Fighter, which is kind of yes. his piece de resistance, as it was. Uh, and this is, as Dan said then, quite rightfully, uh, a, a a very um, fictionalised, yes. uh, beautified well, by he's, he's
1: taken he's taken Jiro, and uh, this is uh, Miyazaki, I should say, has yeah. taken Jiro and given him uh, a life story that isn't, in fact... True. True. It's yeah. taken from a bunch of other source pieces of source material. Um, I mean, it works wonderfully, and, and you shouldn't you shouldn't see the film thinking it's some sort of. I yeah, think if a you're going to go and think it's a
0: historical document, you're going to be gutted. Yeah. Uh, particularly I mean, this is the man of... who brought
1: us My Neighbor Totoro. Exactly. With the, the cat yeah. bus. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I th- it is a biopic with that in mind. That this is from yeah. the mind of. And again, of the who's uh, I reiterate
1: what me. I said just uh, a few moments ago about you really have to focus on the themes here. I think. Yeah,
0: in, and that's right in both films.
1: Um, so,
0: yeah, I mean, what did you think of The Wind Rises? The Wind Rises, I won't lie, Dan, I was blown away by it. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. I really did enjoy it. I was kind of worried because I think, and you know, I, I'm not even going to... I'm not even going to pretend that my viewing wasn't lubricated with a, a, a sense of nostalgia and, uh, and certainly with the knowledge that this is such a great director, uh, a, a master in his field, a master of cinema. Yeah. It is his final work. And you can't help but feel... Um, you kind of feel a little, that, that, that kind of that pulling on your heartstrings. I think that's why people kind of gave Michael Jackson's last album the benefit of the doubt, because you yes. do feel it's like a final entry into a great mm. And
1: there's something very, I mean, a lot has, a lot has been said um, about this film in particular, the plot of the film. Of course, yeah. And how it seems very apt yeah. for for his final film. A lot of the, uh, um, I keep saying themes, I'm going to sound like a broken record. No, but you're right, though. A you're lot of right. what goes yeah. on in The Wind Rises, you can see... Well, a lot of it mirrors Miyazaki
0: himself, doesn't it? I mean, the man
1: himself is known to have a passion for flying and and indeed just, I think, Jiro's um, attitude to life and his work is very much reflected in uh, Miyazaki's
0: attitude uh, to, to his, his work and,
1: and his and his life's uh, work
0: yeah but but beautifully animated like and i just love in, in all of these films there are these little touches and uh, you know you and i have spoken about this before actually in the podcast i believe uh, in one of our scorsese episodes but that just those little finishing touches like and do you know what i didn't actually look this up before the podcast and i kind of don't want to in case it's not true and it'll <laughs> uh, change it for me but there are some sequences with um lots of snow and you get to see, and Miyazaki is a, you know, he really is a master of presenting precipitation in animation. <laughs> like, that's just one of his signals. Well, that, that's I think the top he, of his CV. Well, it, it, it should be, because he's fantastic. And in both films, he captures. Uh, in uh, The Wind Rises, he really captures this stor- uh, storm and these snowstorms, and in um, Spirited Away, these really pregnant, dark thunderclouds were mm. you know, really heavy with rain. Wonderful to watch. And, but, and,
1: and, the, and the earthquake sequence. Of course, yeah. In, in the, uh, the Wind but Rises. The one
0: thing that I found in The Wind Rises, or at least in my interpretation, was that all of the snowflakes look like little paper aeroplanes. And <laughs> I thought that... I don't. I hope that's not me stenciling <laughs> that on. But if not, that's a wonderful little touch. But e- even if that isn't the case, there are these wonderfully, just charming little mm. gentle he, touches. He
1: throws his whole being into these films. Yeah, that he definitely, makes. definitely. Um, You know, it's just uh, like I don't know. I, I'm sure other animators throw that much commitment in as well. Mm. Uh, but for some reason, it seems more prevalent and. And more obvious in uh, in Miyazaki's work. I think there's something so wonderful. I mean, it, it, it's hard to say anything, but these films are so visually, they're just beautiful to look at. Yeah, absolutely. You, you could perhaps, you could watch them on mute if you wanted to.
0: And and still, you know, they're just... Well, it's funny you said that, that actually, wonderful. because as I was uh, walking to record today, the yes. podcast, I stopped in Forbidden Planet on off Tottenham Court Road. And they had uh, their Studio Ghibli section. And I wanted to have a little look because, you know, we've been talking about and yeah, uh, yeah, we were recording yeah. it and stuff. And there was – and I must have stood there for about 10 minutes. I, I honestly thought I was going to have to buy the book by the end because I was <laughs> reading through the – you know, they do those really big coffee table books like The yes. Art Of. Yes. And this one was The Art Of The Wind Rises. And I was just sat there reading through this book just in awe because it, it's it's just gorgeous. It's just a gorgeous piece of cinema. Yes,
1: he just from the very moment these films begin, he grabs you by the retinas yeah. and <laughs> does not let you go. Yeah, uh, you're just you're just transfixed by um, every And it, not so much with *Spirit*, with Spirited Way*, I don't think, uh, but with many of his other films, um, it's very obvious. I think uh, what um, the that, that Miyazaki longs for a Japan that no longer.
0: That no longer exists. It no longer exists. Yeah. See,
1: I'd take it back to you said about um, feeling nostalgic watching the films. I think Miyazaki in all his movies is just dolloping on the nostalgia. Well, they're incredibly
0: natural to watch. Mm, and they're it's, so green. Yeah, we've seen how much green. green is in those films. Yeah, so lush and green, and 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 this dependence, or at least this kind of um, the the umbilical cord of nature and of Japanese uh, of like the countryside in Japan and everything. And even though this film is, I mean possibly his most industrial, because obviously it directly uh, deals with engineering yes. and of um, aerodynamics and everything. which I'm not sure
1: he's particularly uh, in awe of. His, yeah, um But it's funny that
0: even then, the the green, you know, the wonderful blues in the air with the planes flying and and, uh, in the um, in in where the engineers are all based and this wonderful green. And then there's on the trains and they're going through the countryside. And this it's just, you know, it sounds ridiculous to keep saying it, but it is just such a beautiful thing to watch. Yes. Uh, I think that's really why miyazaki's films are are bathwater cinema as i've kind of said in in they're so warm and comforting (laughs) and and i always feel uh, particularly with these films that i never really want to leave them i never want to be hoisted back out of the film i i I love being there i love these worlds he's illustrated perhaps because it is a world that we know no longer exists Mm.
1: yes Um, there is something very i I guess comforting mm. about the films um about just watching them, and and yes, and and these 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 wonderful characters brought to life in in two D, yes, <laughs> you know, in glorious two D, inglor- glorious hand drawn um, animation. A very, there's very minimal CGI used in all of his films. I think, well, at least yeah. a lot of the current ones, and, and and back when he first started, I think it was all very much hand drawn, mm. um, and that's a big factor of of his um, and his style. Um, you know, I can't think of. I, I worry that we're we're getting rather pretentious, yeah, maybe. about it, um, and we could go on all day about how lovely they look. Yeah, um,
0: should we talk story maybe to kind of? I think we maybe should. Yeah, um,
1: this is only the second time I've seen Spirited Away*, and I, second I w- for me as well. I was kicking myself because I haven't I haven't watched it more.
0: Well, because it's in one of in the BFI's top films that you must see before the age of fourteen. Yeah, I did. I, I didn't do that. <laughs> no, I didn't see it before then. I saw it. I think. I, w- I was certainly in my twenties when I first yeah, saw it. It was and one of
1: those films, uh, along with many that I now love, that I was introduced to at university mm. by you know <laughs> my my wonderful friends. Yeah, um, and I'm ever thankful that they, they did. In fact, I think I think um, I think my girlfriend introduced me to this one. She's a long time Studio Ghibli fan. All wonderful, and I've watched them all.
0: Um, yeah. Thanks to her introduction, my to very Away. very first Ghibli film was Totoro. Yeah, which must be. And I think similar. everyone
1: loves that film, don't yeah.
0: they? Um, I think it's very hard not to not to at least like it. Well, it's just so dreamy and gentle and lovely, yeah. and uh, uh, you know, th- we're not talking about Totoro, but <laughs> Totoro encapsulates uh, probably slightly more. So, but this argument is also re- relevant for Spirited Away, is that Miyazaki can capture childhood, even if he's doing it in this kind of Narnia esque. Uh, bizarre surreal dream world sequence he can still really capture what it means to be a 10 year old and to be faced with dilemmas and troubles and getting through it even if a lot of it is fantasy based Uh, and i don't think i've ever seen films that are as successful as Miyazaki's films in capturing the essence of childhood, mm, which is probably why it's so important to see them before you're fourteen. Yeah, I exactly. Guess. Or, but it's just as nice watching them at our age. You know, when you're in your cynical twenties, <laughs> afterwards. But it's nice because it it can take you back to those times. Yes. These films are purely. I would say that it feels
1: um, unlike Disney. Yeah. There is a lot more in 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 these films in Studio Ghibli animations. Uh, that adults can take out of it. I mean, The Wind Rises especially is not a kid's film.
0: I would say, it's, you know, I I think that we've spoken about kid's films and whether kid's films are the same as family films. And The Wind Rises is one of the fusibly films, possibly alongside Grave of the Fireflies, that is actually adult films, but they're using animation as as a medium. It's always
1: so nice to have a film, an animated film, or anything in the animated medium, that is for adults. That is played completely straight, and, yeah. and they've just used animation as they, you know, is seems to be the best. It's way just a medium yeah. to do it. You know, adult animation doesn't have to be synonymous with Family Guy,
0: of course not. You no. know,
1: with the, with with crude jokes and such. Yeah, you can have, and, and likewise, animation itself doesn't have to be synonymous with seven year olds. With, with you know, Let It Go and, yeah. and anthropomorphic snowmans. Of course, uh, snowmen. Sorry, yeah. snowman, <laughs> snowmen. <laughs> um, it's that time of night. Yeah. This has been a long week. Oh wait, it's only Monday.
0: <laughs> but I mean, the other thing that I think is that his characters are so well fleshed out. Like, uh, you you can't help but instantly feel for them, and I, and I suppose it's because many of them are so so gentle. Like Jiro, you can't help but feel is such a he's he's a very thoughtful, very gentle, um, kind man. Yes, uh, you know, and and I talk purely from the film that we watch. We aren't going to be going into the the actual person himself, but that Miyazaki's character at least is that he's a, a very thoughtful man who puts his work at the forefront and he's just good to the world and happy to be here and wants mm. to contribute actively.
1: I think he's an analogy um or an avatar I mm. should say for for Miyazaki himself. Yeah. I think that's I think there's a lot of Miyazaki in Jiro. Absolutely, yeah. Um,
0: and and Jiro's kind of I suppose I don't really want to use this reality television ju- uh, term but the journey that he undertakes throughout the film, you can see very obvious parallels between uh, between his creation of his piece de Resistance plane and Miyazaki and his filmography. Yes. yes, which is really wonderful. And you can kind of get a little bit more mm. if you know about Studio Ghibli. You know, this is certainly both a great film and kind of a, a nice um, bow to, to to fans of yes. the. Yes, bittersweet, I think, has been Absolutely, used to yeah. describe this
1: film. Um, yeah spirited away having a more happier ending but Mm. also a a none more important journey for for its protagonist yeah who goes from this sort of very stubborn little girl um you know who's who's against change of any sort yeah um but who at the end has has gone on such a journey that she is more accepting of you know she it is a it is a transition from childhood to adulthood that she goes over through, through in the spirit world in the bathhouse um and 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 comes out more mature at the other end. Yeah. Um and what a wonderful central character that that she is. Chihiro. Um Chihiro, yeah. Um who you know I don't think I don't think that until recently there have been uh female leads in As animated strong. films to to match her. And not mm. not you know we've now had we've now had the likes of uh, the frozen Merida in and Brave and and the and the frozen characters. But I mean um but she was the uh, she was the original, I think. And oh, absolutely! What, a, and what yeah. a great what a great thing to have in a in an animated Joan, film. She's the Joan of Arc of the uh, <laughs> of the animated world. Indeed. But yeah, yeah. but
0: I mean, I, 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 I can't really think of much uh, of other things to say other than they are really joyous films to watch. They they make you feel so so happy to to, to, to enjoy the medium. They are they are films um, really for film fans. They they're not certainly things that you're just going to chuck on in the background. These films, you know, yes. there's such attention to detail, like. Spirited Away is just an attack on all senses. It's so wonderfully surreal, mm. uh, you know, from from the very, like, the, the Peggy Mitchell uh, <laughs> kind of... What, what, what's her name? Is it, um, it? Shib- 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 um, Shibaba? Yababa or something yeah. like that, yeah. She's wonderfully grotesque. Both films are, are a delight, you know. I can't really say much more than that. Yes. I have been going around, unfortunately, saying The Wind Rises, like Bane from The Dark Knight Rises, unfortunately. <laughs> um, wind Rises! <laughs> is kind of... Uh, can um, I have one ticket to, to The Wind Risers, but um yeah, that's yes. it. That's my only criticism yeah. of me. And the, we should,
1: the wind rises is taken from a quote:
0: um "The wind is rising. Yeah. We must try to live." Yeah, from Valerie, "The Graveyard by the Sea," I believe is the poem. Yeah, which kind of is the heartbeat that reverberates through the film. Yes. But yeah, I mean, I think we should move the Bob ratings definitely. And I mean, and, and I mean, please do not be put off by our. I mean, I
1: think this has been our most highbrow discussion of any of our films in the podcast series yeah. so far. Please not be put
0: off by that. Um, are you sure Jack Ryan wasn't quite highbrow, Dan? Because I was... Cause... I don't
1: think you and I are having the same conversation. Well, I got with... a call
0: from Sight & Sound after that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> saying, please never mention our publication on your dreadful podcast again. But uh... Which you've broken now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so you have been Yeah, do watch
1: it. Do watch them both. You, can, you know, go go back. You know, you can get your hands on any of his back catalogue, and mm. I'm sure with the wind rises now on. Well, the wind cinemas must be they be must lo- be
0: must be <laughs> the largest Ghibli release in the UK yes. ever, as far as I know.
1: Yeah, and I imagine there'll be will be some of the older ones on TV. Yeah, if not, somewhere. they're
0: all they're all in Forbidden Planets and FOPs and HMV. I think they're like a ten or or something, and well worth invest, well yep. worth investing in. But lovely. Let's lovely. have a rating. Term. Yes. Mm. Let's go with Spirited Away first. And you can take the reins on this one. I feel... I always enjoy this because you're so much more tempered than I am. I know, yeah.
1: yeah. Maybe I, shouldn't, I should not I be more spontaneous. Yeah. And more
0: <laughs> I already know mine. You I've, go straight a, I've in. known them since watching them both. What do you can think I, can you I chicken out and get you
1: to tell me yours first? Yes, you can. To help of course me you can. make a so more decision. Shall scene. I start with Spirited Yes, way? yes.
0: I'm going to give it five out okay. of five.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that enough to persuade you?
1: yeah, I was going for four,
0: but why would you have gone for four? I don't know. I tell me your thoughts. Actually think you know what out. you know what I can't think I just think it's just such a gorgeous piece of cinema. I just can't think of anything that's wrong with it. I love watching these films um, and uh, uh, and I can't find anything that I want to reproach the film for. you know it, it It's just yeah. a wonderful way to spend a couple of hours. All right, I'm going to go with five. Yep. I was erring on
1: five. Okay, and now I've I've been bolstered you by your, your 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 similar. Okay, um, this is conclusion. where we
0: might differ. <laughs> um, because do you want me to go for the wind rises first?
1: I mean, I'm curious now because you've said that.
0: I'm going to go for five again.
1: Ah, yes, but, you're right. We um, <laughs> I,
0: can, I can see that some people... But I think, as I said to you initially, that's with the kind of... Um, it, I mean, for me, it's a wonderful film. I loved it. I, I adored it. I, was, I mean, if this podcast wasn't evidence enough, I was gushing as I came out. <laughs> Hugely enjoyable. Uh, and I do think that not only is it a really wonderful film and a really beautiful film to watch... And just an excellent piece of cinema. But I do think there is that little rose-tinted glasses. And you know what? I'm happy. I'm putting them on. They're Vision Express. <laughs> buy, buy one, get one <laughs> free. Rose-tinted glasses. But yeah, a, a, a pure, can pure I, clear five.
1: Can I give him four just out of spite because he's retiring?
0: <laughs> of course how, you can. How dare,
1: how dare you, sir? <laughs> this should be more from you. Why you're you, only 70. Why would you, yeah, you, why would you, you leave bastard. us? You're in your, you're in your prime. <laughs> Right, only bye. five decades in the business. <laughs> no, um, I'll, uh, more You've seriously. You've only built Japanese <laughs> animated cinema. Uh, in, in all seriousness, I will give it four stars. It's a very high four. Okay. Um, I, I just.
0: Is it because you just didn't enjoy it as much as Spirited Away? I, it probably
1: you? was, yeah. I, I think. That's a fair enough reason. I, I think, yeah. And, um, and maybe a bit too. You know, I think maybe he was. Maybe he uh, indulged in the nostalgia a bit too much.
0: Netflix. <laughs> He did the point, by the I way, did, Yeah, stuff. Yeah,
1: you, yeah you're, that's lost on that. Recorded there, live. <laughs> right, so as I said at the beginning, at the top of the show, this is a uh, maybe a slightly more controversial This is a choice. crap Netflix. <laughs> no, it's not crap. No, it's not no, crap. It's not, at crap. At okay. it's not crap. It's just, I think, um, more of an acquired taste. Okay. Um, it's an indie film. Right. Uh, pretty much as indie as they, as they come, I think. Mm. Um, it's, it's called Jurassic Park, is it?
0: <laughs> is that on Netflix? All right, all right. <laughs>
1: Um, it's Inception. No. <laughs> <laughs> Three stars. <laughs> it's called uh, Safety Not Guaranteed.
0: Okay, I know of this. Yes,
1: it's a 2012 film directed by uh, Colin Trevorrow, who incidentally who is, is directing the next Jurassic World. Jurassic World. His Jurassic yeah. world yes, um, but this is his first feature. Now I don't know how he got from Safety Not Guaranteed to Jurassic World, <laughs> mm, but
0: I don't even want to speculate.
1: Um, so it, I suppose the best way to describe it is as a kind of unusual. Well, it, it's it's sci-fi. Done by hipsters, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, it's probably the best way of putting it, and it's all framed around uh, a real um, advert placed in a uh, well, yeah one of, you know, one of those news, newspaper classified ads. Yeah, it's based on a real classified ad that was put into a real newspaper back in 1997, I think, as a joke, just as a filler, because they hadn't got anything else to go there. <laughs> uh, and it and it read, Wanted somebody to go back in time with me. This is not a joke. P.O. Box 91 Ocean View, W.A. 99393. You'll get paid after we get back. <laughs> Safety not guaranteed. I've only done this once before. And it basically okay, follows... That's hooked me. It basically follows a trio of journalists. So one, a uh, journalist, uh, stumble across this ad and say, we've got to go and find this guy. Yeah. Um, and do a piece on him. So, yeah, so the, so the setup is this, this uh, uh, classified ad. They go to Ocean View. Uh, it stars Aubrey Plaza... And uh, Jake Johnson, who most listeners will know as Nick Miller from uh, New Girl, okay, that uh, sitcom starring yeah, uh, Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. Uh, he's the lead journalist. He's very cynical. Um, turns out he has ulterior motives for going to Ocean View. It's right. where he w- he once went on a summer vacation with his family um, and had a brief fling with a local girl. He's now decided to go back and sort of see if he can get back together with her. Um, but I mean, he's he. He just wants to go there for a you know a quick one night stand,
0: sure. nothing more. Uh, He's the Dan Alton of the piece. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, the Aubrey, Plaza. Dan Aubrey Plaza
1: plays the protagonist Darius Britt, who is a sort of um, she starts off interning at this magazine with Jake Johnson's character. He brings her along, as well as another guy that comes along as sort of the comic relief. He's a sort of awkward,
0: nerdy, um,
1: nerdy type. Uh,
0: is that Mark Duplass?
1: No, Mark Duplass plays the um, would-be time traveller. Right, okay. Uh, a man called Kenneth, okay. who works in a local supermarket and um, who is missing half of an ear.
0: Because he's the one, he's in that film I told you about in the last podcast about Sundance London, who's in The One I Love with uh, Elizabeth Moss. Yes, yeah. Yes. So it's nice that he's kind of doing these quirky. Yeah, lines. he
1: is. I mean, like I say, it, it's just, it's sort of st- stacked full of, of your sort of your usual indie stock yeah. actors. Uh, uh, Kirsten Bell pops up as in a cameo role towards the end. Um, and she's probably the biggest name in it as far as uh, movie star names go. Sure. Uh, anyway, so yeah, at that point it becomes less about the sci-fi time travel nature and more about the people in it, which I think makes it very interesting, but would also perhaps divide audiences okay. somewhat. Um, so it's more about the characters and what they do and and they're all very interesting they're all deeply layered none of them are i think cut out characters it it's a wonder mean it, it is a wonderful uh, character piece in that sense um you enjoy going along and, you, and, and they have very interesting stories there's lots of little subplots um and then the ending which i don't want to reveal here but the ending may well uh, prove the, the deal breaker, I think, for a lot of people who what, watch it. What you think
0: that people will react? Either, yes, either. you will
1: react It's a bit like Marmite, I think. You'll okay. either think it's a genius ending, and it was obviously going to be that way, or you'll be bitterly disappointed and think, "Well, they could have done something differently there. It was all going, it was all going so well up until that point." Yeah. Um,
0: so, what is it first and foremost? Is it a comedy? Is it a drama? Or is it a bit of both, kind of?
1: I'd say yes. So we say dramedy, I guess. Yeah, dramedy. Guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Yes, so I mean, it has its funny moments. There are a lot of jokes, um, but yes, I'd say there's more. There, it is very dramatic as well. Um, as I said, Jake Johnson's character is there, is there for his own reasons. His sort of um, this uh, forgotten love, trying to rekindle a romance that um, that he, you know, he wants to relive his youth. Um, the the uh, uh, Anu, the other intern, he's there. As a, it's I think a story of of. Uh, Transition for him, he sort of goes there. A, a boy comes back, a man. I'll leave you to read between the lines there. Of course, yeah. Um, and Aubrey Plaza. character eyebrows are firmly raised. <laughs> Dan Alton. Aubrey Plaza's character, Darius, um, she is dealing with the loss of her mother, and and it's about and she lives with her widowed she obviously lives with her widowed father. Yeah. Um, and he, is, she, I think, begins to wonder whether or not this uh, Kenneth, this time traveler, what he says is true, and that she can go back in time and she can save her mother. So there are some very deep issues there, um, which just give the characters such a wonderful extra layer in what could have been a very run-of-your-mill um, kind of indie. Yeah, indie, yeah. Your in usual indie fare. Yeah, um, which it isn't. Well, I you think. certainly
0: have intrigued me. I must yeah. admit. Yeah,
1: I will. Ad- I I will implore people to at least give it a go. If you yeah. can make it through the first fifteen minutes, you're Does probably it use doing alright.
0: It's time travel element well, because I must admit, I'm a huge time travel uh, fiction <laughs> fan. Or is it just more? Just that's kind of an. Ingredient? There's a lot
1: of setup around it. There's a lot of allusion. It's more sort of implied and inferred about the time travel. Okay. You, um, you never see anything really right. Yeah. Unless, so it's not you know, like a Back to the Future. No, not at all. There's no, no sort of yeah. Mark Duplass is a sort of bounder in in a white lab coat. Going, yeah. <laughs> Great Scott! We're gonna get back. more to the pity. Oh uh, well, yeah, and, and, no, and no cameo from Christopher Lloyd. Sadly, um, we could do with more of those. I think. Well, most recently.
0: Uh, um, seen playing grandad in the US remake of Only Fools and Horses, yes. which just blew my <laughs> mind. Sorry, I just <laughs> wanted to throw that in. Um,
1: there. Yeah, but do do watch it. Um, uh, yeah. What uh, would you give
0: it Bob rating wise? If I I could think ask. I would give it three. Okay.
1: Like I, I would say I'll I go back and say it's not a, it's not a masterpiece. No. And the ending wasn't exactly what I really wanted from it. Um, uh, and you do wonder throughout the film. Is is Kenneth genuine? Is he really a time traveler? Has he done it once before, or is he unstable? Is he some sort of crazy person yeah. that that you know they should be aware of? Um, yeah, but and and the way it ends is incredibly interesting in that respect.
0: Okay, you've certainly whet my appetite for mm. it. So it's not necessarily a masterpiece, but what it is is a net pick.
1: Yes, it's certainly worth of all because uh, there's a lot of dross on net on A Lot, of dross. A lot, lot of, of dross. There's a lot of there's a lot of rubbish. Yeah, um, and I feel this is. Um, best of a bad a, 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 diamond, a diamond
0: in the rough, if you will. Okay. so yeah. And this is available on uh, UK Netflix yes. as we speak? Yes. Okay. Look it up. Yeah. And let me know what you think. I thought of a good tagline for NetPix, by the way. I know that we shouldn't really be having these meetings on air. But, um, <laughs> Go on. Why it not? Was, it was, um, We've got some
1: time to fill, I think. It, it,
0: it, <laughs> it was to do with uh, you know us choosing a NetPix. I think yeah, traditionally yeah. it's your feature, but I chip in here and now. And it was, um, NetPix, they'll make more than your eyes stream... <laughs> what do you think that's not bad is it uh, yeah we would take that to the bank that's <laughs>
1: it <laughs> I don't know what you're saying but it looks bloody good excellent good I, I, I always enjoy this this feature yeah um,
0: do you want to recap Dan tell any new listeners yeah, what So this, this is actually this is this is
1: the feature where we this is the time of the show where we spend a little while talking about um, foreign films yeah and interestingly well, I mean not. of course I think uh, save Safety not guaranteed. Our, our show this week has been very heavily
0: yeah very foreign Japanese. films. You can't
1: f- yeah we can't forget that uh, Spirited Away and The Wind Rises are the titles, the English translation translated titles of of Japanese films. Yeah, and um, and the versions most listeners have probably seen are the ones which have a lot of actors uh, adding the the English dub to mm. to what was originally you know Japanese scripts.
0: Just quickly before we go on, that's a good point. Did you did you watch the dubs or the subtitles of Subtitles,
1: yeah. Uh, Well, uh, subtitles of *Wind Rises*. I've seen the uh, the dubbed version of *Spirited Away*.
0: Yeah, because I never like those um, the dubbed versions. Because I always think there's something kind of lost, and I I think it's because when I watched *The The Grave of the Fireflies*, which is obviously a very harrowing film, the uh, (laughs) the the. The child, Setsuko, uh, in the d- in the dubbed version, sounds like Ralph Wigham, and it t- completely takes you out of the very harrowing moment. So ever since then, I've always watched solely you know, subtitles. Fair but enough. anyway, yes. So addressed.
1: this week's uh, foreign film that we are showcasing, if you will, yeah I, mean, I say showcasing. It's been around for years. This is a 1954 film. This is it? from
0: 19. 19- all the way back, Dan. Yes. Yeah. Um, You're going to have to say it. It's the original Godzilla, or Gojira, I believe, is the Japanese pronunciation, but I will refer to it solely as Godzilla. Probably for the best. Yeah, because I have no idea how to pronounce the original. Um. Yeah, this is interesting. I've not seen this. It's the birth of a titan, Dan. You know, like, we all know Godzilla. It's one of those things, like these huge kind of uh, natural monsters that the the cinema produces along with King Kong. We all know them. And I just wanted to go back in the wake of uh, the the new, the rebooted version of by Legendary Pictures, which is out uh, the week uh, of release of this podcast, the second big release <laughs> is uh, this episode and Godzilla competing. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I just watched w- out, Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it would be nice to kind of go back, back in time, back to the fifties. Yes, movies, everyone loves a began. monster movie, don't they? Of course they do. And and to be honest with you, you'll you'll struggle to find a better monster film than th- this original because this. I don't know the nineteen ninety five version. Oh no, what with Dan Castellaneta and Matthew Broderick was it? No, it's Hank Azaria. Is it Hank Azaria? Yeah, not Sorry, no. yeah. I think Dan Castellaneta. Oh, he may well be like in, a, it. Made cameo in it. He He does. I think he has like a four line cameo or something <laughs> like that in it. But it's um. It's just a really great movie, this, and it really is the, like a traditional monster film in, in yes. the same way like the original King Kong. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's, you know, we've spoken very heavily in our uh, Some Film Old, Some Film New this week about how the themes are the key. And that's the kind of great thing about the original Godzilla is that it isn't mugged by the, uh, the fireworks of cinema you know like it's kind of had endless sequels and manifestations like godzilla versus saddam hussein and stuff like that i mean i don't know if i I haven't seen that version but it's always (laughs) mental stuff like that isn't it like the kind of real huge Mm. ridiculousness Uh, yes most godzilla films are farcical you know They, they they're um they're kind of boxing matches set in the, the uh, skylines of New yes. York, etc. Yeah,
1: well, very easy to do, I imagine.
0: Yeah. Whereas with this one, it, it, it's at the heart of it, it's uh, you know, it's just pure drama. I mean, Godzilla is a threat, um, and one of the most wonderful thing about it is that it's a kind of uh, like Tyrannosaurus Rex esque substitute for the atomic threat. Um, This is a film, you know, kind of nine years post uh, the atomic uh, detonations in Hiroshima Mm. and Nagasaki. And uh, what's wonderful about Godzilla is that it faces that head-on. It's not so much just... um, an illusion or kind of uh, something that they just kind of subtly weave in, like uh the crucible or something like that it, this is purely they begin to talk about atomic destiny uh, the atomic threat and how Japan still lives in the shadow of it and how it 's affected people 's lives and and just the pure worry and anxiety that it has caused yes and that 's the wonderful thing is that Godzilla isn 't the big body of the piece; it is that kind of very real um very cold, very calculated, very uneasy threat that, we, that they live in the annihilation that they saw only less than a decade before Yes, uh, Godzilla himself appears um, a, around the 22 minute mark in what is a 96 minute film I do believe uh, I, I suppose by this this uh, standard and by the reboot standard, the um, I one of the big things about the most recent film is that they said even Godzilla isn't uh, immune from fat shaming because people are talking about like his pudgy <laughs> back and stuff like that. But they should see the poor bastard who's in the suit for this one. Um, and I suppose you know it's it's kind of I suppose, very patronising to kind of look and laugh because obviously this was seen as quite an innovative film in terms of special absolutely yes and a pioneer. Uh, and that's the kind of that's the kind of eyes that you have to watch this film with is it as
1: is it as hokey as people like, would some, imagine it to be you know it's, so a, you know what? a very are, obvious man in a suit stomping on very obvious there toy are some very cities. lovely
0: moments uh, one of the the first moment you see Godzilla is that i should tell you the plot i'll tell you the plot first yes is that uh, we're in 1950s japan um, a couple of uh, ships have gone missing or they've been destroyed in the opening segments and they begin to investigate, and um, they uh, bring in this top paleontologist who uh, goes and does his own investigation, and they see uh, they go to this island. And the island folk have an inevitable folklore tale Naturally. about a character, a huge tyra- tyrannosaurus rex esque thing, um, just next
1: door to Skull Island.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah, and opposite Treasure Island. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, they have their own uh, this this folklore about, and I think one of the tales is about sacrificing young women, etc., etc. et cetera, et, cetera, et, cetera, right, et cetera, right, And yeah. and this um, this kaiju character mm. uh, turns out to be Godzilla, and they and the J- uh, Japanese government and all of its people have to kind of uh, deal with the threat of that. And that's what, that's what the story is. Um, But yeah, I I suppose the first moments that you see Godzilla is when uh, the paleontologist goes and does his investigation and you see Godzilla's head uh, just rising above a kind of, you know, did you ever watch the TV show lost? It looks like they've kind of filmed it there. And just over one of the mountains, Godzilla's head uh, pokes (laughs) over and you know, it did make me smile. I must admit (laughs) you, I'm sure for its time it was very, very terrifying. There are some moments where you do see it's basically a bloke in what looks like a Barney costume. Yeah, you so, never see the zip, do you? No, not quite, <laughs> nearly. Um, because it's funny, because part of him looks like plastic, but part of him looks like, you know, where you know in like Disneyland when they dress up and yeah, yeah, in yeah. those big, billowy, kind of like MC Hammer-esque <laughs> large parachute trousers? Yeah, he kind of looks like he's... Uh, Wearing that. But right. it, other than that, it's just a very intellectual piece. Like, I I, I certainly engaged with it. it. I found it interesting. It's got um, Takashi Shimura, uh, who most people will know through, uh, know through uh, Seven Samurai and Ikuru. Um, he plays the paleontologist, and he's a wonderful actor. He's in it. Uh, and there's just a lot. There's, there's a couple of things I think modern audiences will raise the eyebrows. Uh, the uh, atomic threat not only is reflected in Godzilla, but uh, there's a a sequence where this um, wonderful uh, scarred scientist who's created the inevitable tool that they're going to defeat Godzilla with, <laughs> right. and it's called an oxygen destroyer. And But the, the way they speak about it is that, you know, it's just wonderful that it's got such a destructive name, the oxygen destroyer, not yeah. manipulator, <laughs> nothing like that. You, like I, 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 when we talk about Inception last uh, last podcast, and Christopher Nolan goes through great lengths to ground what's the passive, and yes, you know, yeah. and, and create all these fictional. Whereas in this film, it's just the oxygen destroyer, and this is how they're going to take Godzilla down. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, is, it is a pure, it's a, it is an intellectual uh, monster film, and it, 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 there's a lot of fun and excitement to be had from it. Uh, You know, I suppose, again, like we spoke about uh, Miyazaki, there's a level of nostalgia watching it, seeing where one of these very well-known kind of modern myths of cinema was born. You're seeing them born right in front of your eyes. But yeah, I think any lover of cinema or any lover of, if you kind of enjoyed something like Pacific Rim that came out last year or, of course, the reboot to Godzilla that's coming out this summer, you'll definitely grab something out of this. It is a real classic. So where,
1: where can we find it?
0: You will have to find it on DVD. Uh, I couldn't find it online anywhere. Um right. But there are there 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 are a couple of versions you can get, and you can probably get one in one of those obscene. Box I was sets going to say there's probably a box set somewhere, isn't there? You yeah. can
1: get, get a f- few of them.
0: But there are there are some great versions where actual you know like Criterion and stuff and Artificial Eye they kind of bring out like the kind of more highbrow versions where it's yes, like yeah. cuts and obviously because the 50th and an- well I suppose it will be coming up. It's the 60th anniversary this year actually. Um, So I I imagine, actually, they'll probably do some sort of re-release maybe to coincide with the original.
1: Maybe so. And I mean, I'm going to try and watch it now if only to find out whether that
0: Oxygen Destroyer works. (laughs) I I say nothing. (laughs) But there are 32,000 sequels to Godzilla, (laughs) is all I'll say to you. (laughs) Housekeeping. I don't believe we have a jingle for this.
1: No, we don't. It's just the time of the show. The end is nigh. Yep. We're up. stuff up. Yep, sweeping a few things up, tidings, put the chairs back where they were, yep. and so on, and leave it ready and habitable for the next people. Yeah. Um, which is actually us in
0: two weeks' time. I was say it's us again in two weeks' time. The whole thing is pointless. <laughs> but we have some big news, Dan.
1: I know, I'm so excited. And I
0: think you should deliver this news uh, for reasons that I'll explain <laughs> after you've delivered it.
1: Right, so listeners... <laughs> hold, on hold, on, <laughs> hold on to your hats. Hold on to your hats. You know, hold on to everything. Uh, the next podcast in a couple of weeks is going to be an X-Men extravaganza. I like what you did there. Yeah, and I only just thought of that actually yeah. so that's you
0: know. That's, that's annoying it. actually because I have to do my t- my puns and things two weeks in advance. <laughs> Might just come naturally.
1: It's <laughs> a blessing and a blessing. And the curse. It's a mutation. <laughs> it's that's a mutation. how you'd get in. Um, so yes you know come one come all and join us for what is going to be an hour of uh, you know X-Men discussion. It's uh, you may if you don't like X-Men then I'd skip steer to the next clear. one yeah. <laughs> Superman one. I don't know <laughs> we're not doing that. We have 14 years worth of film yes, yeah. to to look back on including obviously this year's release of and Days that's seven of Future films, Past I believe isn't it yes yeah, seven seven films in total Wolverine include the Wolverine Wolverine Origins the, the original trilogy so we're going to be and looking at X-Men
0: new... X2 X-Men 3 which was actually called something else the wasn't Last it The Last Stand The Last Stand First Class X-Men Origins Wolverine and the Wolverine And the
1: Wolverine and finally, Days of Future Past, of which course. is the most current one. We're also, uh, if time permitting, we'll be having a look at, um, I think, the much-loved amongst our contemporaries, sure, uh, yeah. 90s TV show, X-Men.
0: Yeah, because I believe they're actually on Netflix, aren't they? So our listener can kind of familiarise themselves before the it, podcast.
1: Yes, and in fact, the TV show, I believe, picks up, uh, starts off with the Days of Future Past storyline, okay. or at least an adaptation thereof, from wow. the comics. Um, perhaps a little bit closer to the comics than what... Um, I believe the upcoming film is promising. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, do join us. Yep. Um, it's going to be really good. It's going to be very geeky. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, it will be unabashed. We um, won't even try to. We're uh, going to try and get Stanley in. <laughs> try and get... So He's as, actually already so come come back and Ian, said no. So Ian and Patrick will hopefully be joining us. And if not, we'll just be doing impressions that no <laughs> one wants to hear. <laughs> That's
0: certainly something to, to <laughs> press subscribe for. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so that will be our big X-Men extravaganza, one-hour special uh, coming out two weeks from... When you're listening, um, aside from that, we have to ba- big up our father, mother blog, one room with a view com. Loads of great stuff going on at the moment there, Dan. Uh, all of the Sundance reviews have been completely submitted. They're all up there, so check those out. Uh, lots of different uh, columns and articles and everything. There's new stuff every day. You should check it out. Uh, you can follow it uh, on at one room with a view on Twitter. It's the numerical one. Yep. You can like us on Facebook, one room with a view. You can follow us on Twitter, Dan. Yes, if our, you w- are so, are so inclined.
1: Um, I'm at Mr. Orton, M I S yes. uh, T E R O R T O N. Yep.
0: And you are at The Prestonite. That's absolutely right. One thing that I would also implore you to do is email us. We have an email account. <laughs> yes, we do. One room with a view show at gmail.com. Yes. Please send us an email. We'd love to not. hear from you. Certainly, yeah. If and we if like some
1: of them, we'll read them out.
0: Absolutely. If you've got anything that you... Kind of memories about X-Men, stuff that you remember watching, love, hate, send it all there. Yeah. You know, we'll do some shout-outs.
1: I should add... Yes. Um, ...that for our X-Men special next... Uh, ...the next podcast, we are going to be joined by some special guests. Mm. Um, Lower your expectations, I was going to say, I say special... <laughs> we're talking our friends here we've got some other differing opinions involved a few you know different voices to, uh, to mix things up a tad but until then yeah cheerio
0: you're listening to the One Room with a View show with Christopher Preston and Dan Orton